The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one. Real estate broker with real estate moguls. Haley, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. No, and uh, come to find out, we're kind of from the same area. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the restaurant that I brought up, you said you'd never been to, and now it's not as good as it once was. So not as good. But neither here nor there, we're both in the city and, <laughs> and, and enjoying life. So that's right. Um, getting into your real estate career, you've been doing it for six years, but progressively moving towards uh, being a broker and now been doing it for the last uh, about four years, right? Five years? Yes. So when I was in college, I was sitting on my friend's couch and I said, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And his mom said, get your real estate license, come work for me. She was a top producer in the North Shore. She still is. Um, so that's exactly what I did. That's so um, cool. I called her after I graduated and I said, I'm ready and she hired me, I was her assistant, and then I got an opportunity to work in the city. I wanted to move to the city. I was still living at home after college in Northbrook, and I got this opportunity to work for a developer and learn new construction, continuing to get my license, and that's exactly what I did. I moved to the city. I worked for a real estate developer, one of the top developers in the city, and in the end of 2019, I decided I wanted to grow. And I feel I felt like at a small developer, there's not much growth opportunity. Sure. And so that's what I did next. <laughs> I grew. <laughs> um, I joined at Properties in 2020, and it's been off to the races from there. I haven't looked back, right? Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that you were talking about, just identifying or, you know, who you are and, and knowing yourself, right? That when you're not passionate about something, it's tough to get you motivated, right? Or involved or uh, focused even on that, for that matter. That when it came to real estate, it seems like, that the passion was just activated and you just went at it, right? Yes. Tell me about that, just because mindset was such a significant part of our conversations and, and, and yeah, just focusing on that. Yeah, well, I will tell you, when I was in college, like most students, I didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. What did you uh, go to school for? So I was hospitality management. Oh, wow. Totally um, different. Totally different. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to be an event planner okay. initially. Okay. Um, and so while I was in college for two summers, I interned for Jam Productions, who, for anyone who doesn't know, they're the music industry in Chicago. They own a lot of venues, and then they bring the talent to the venues. Gotcha. Um, so I interned for them for two summers. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be an event planner. I'm going to work in the music industry. Life will be great. It turns out that's not a huge industry in Chicago. Right, right. <laughs> and so, Which is why there's a few companies that do it. Right, right yeah. exactly. Um, and so that's why I'm sitting and sitting on my friend's couch. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself. And once I became an assistant and I saw how fast-paced it was and every day was different and you could make your own hours, you can create your own business. I thought this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to grow. I'm going to learn as much as I can. And I'm going to be successful in real estate. For sure. And you were raised by a single mother, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that was something that was really important to you too, as we were talking, just how being surrounded by strong women, right? And seeing your mom this way, but then obviously it developed something in you to where you wanted to be surrounded by that. And and, and you were intentional about that, it seems like. Um, well, at least on some level, right? Yes. Because you were introduced by someone that saw something in you. But tell me about that and just you know, growing up, 
seeing that and then how that's translated into you becoming this woman that's out there, you know, crushing it. Yeah, absolutely. So my parents were divorced when I was, I think, eight years old. And my mom did not let us see a change in her. And I'm sure like it was the worst time of her life. Right. And she was strong for us. And so that's just what I've seen. I grew up seeing a strong woman. My mom woke up, went to work every single day, came home, made dinner for us, walked the dog, did it all again the next day. And so that's just kind of all I knew. Right. Um, And when I started working for this top producer, she was a strong woman. She was, now she sells over $30 million a year in real estate and she doesn't pay a dime in advertising. Wow. And so I saw that and again, like it was my first job, that's all I knew. (laughs) Then I worked for a developer and the vice president of sales and marketing was another strong woman who has one of the top producers in Chicago as well. And so I've learned so much from every single woman in my life. And I think it's just such a natural progression for me in my life and my career to do the same. Yeah. And, and what's the biggest takeaway that you had to learn from the perspective of not only having this work ethic and, and these great role models, but then just applying that to real estate, right? How did you become intentional about that? Yeah, I think that I've had to become intentional. I didn't know, mm-hmm. like when I first, in 2020, when I first left, you know, a job that I had the same thing to do every day, or even though every day wasn't the same, like I woke up at the same time, I went to work at the same time. Um, I, I didn't know how intentional I needed to be. It wasn't until 2020 when I was when I became my own boss and I became my own strong woman myself um, that I had to get into this like growth intentional mindset. Like everything I do every single day, starting from the moment I wake up is intentional. Every morning I wake up, I brush my teeth, I wash my face, then I go sit at my kitchen table and I write affirmations. Okay. And it's the same affirmation every single day and it just starts that intentional mindset of this is how I'm going to start my day. And where did you pick that up? Who there was something that one of your mentors or, or you know taught you or is that something that you found on your own that works for you and works for you? Yeah. Um so it was actually I went to like a sales seminar last year and okay. they taught us that. I will tell you most of the people I've talked to that were there have not done their affirmations every day since then and I will admit that I've fallen off on that, but I'm now in this mindset like, no, this is how you start your day. This is how you grow. You start your day in the right mindset. Isn't that interesting, though, that how, as you say, that it's so true in life in general and you can know what to do, but still won't do it. Right. Right. So what is that motivation for you to want to do it that you think separates you from other people like that? You can say, hey, look, I've been I've I've actually done this, but from the same group, no one else has, at least that I've talked to. Right. yeah, just tell me about that, how you noticed yourself as being a little bit different and how that's benefited you versus some of your peers who haven't. Yeah, I think it starts with loving what I do and knowing that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. I just, I know it. I know that like where I am today is not where I'll be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, but I'm doing things every single day in order to get there. And I think the people who 
maybe haven't done it, like they don't have, maybe they don't have those feelings. They don't know that that's what they want to do. They do, they do real estate. Maybe they get into it because they saw 2020 was a great year in the market and they thought mm-hmm. they could do that. And, and a lot of people did. And a lot of people was, did. Yeah. And I will tell you, they're not going to last. Yeah. A lot of those agents that thought that it was going to be easy will not last, you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now. And what do you say to that to yourself, right, to keep you inspired and motivated so that you don't fall off from that, right? Or is it just not part of your thought process at all? It's it's like, this is it. I've made this commitment. Yeah. Every day is a different day. And I'm not going to say like that every day is perfect. Some days I question myself and my business, but I know that I I think I just, in general, have a really positive mindset. I have a growth mindset, and I just know that today might not be a good day. Tomorrow's going to be a great day. And I think that sometimes people do things not because they want to, and it's maybe because they have to. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a real estate broker because I want to, I have to be, it's because I want to be. Sure. Now, as... And when we talked um, initially that, you know, that a lot of times people will come out of the woodwork through social media that you haven't heard from in a long time, right? How have you, you know, leveraged both social media, but also just, I mean, networking in general, but to create relationships, right? How have you been intentional about those things and what has worked for you in terms of creating real relationships within real estate and with clients too, obviously? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because on social media, I post because I love to, mm-hmm. and I post because, you know, like I want to show people what I'm doing. And because of that, like I've gotten people that I went to high school with that I haven't talked to in 10, 12 years that are reaching out and saying, hey, do you work in this area? So that's really cool and really exciting. And I get to reconnect um, with people. And I, I'm a total extrovert. Mm-hmm. I love being surrounded by people at all times. And so it just works. But I think it works because it's also really authentic to me. Absolutely. I'm not posting, you know, like, oh, I'm at this $5 million home, like just because I'm on a tour. Mm like because I happened to see there was an open house, I'm only going to post something if I'm actually there. Yeah. And how has that changed, I guess, the way that you see being a realtor, right? Where I, and we kind of talked about this earlier, the value where, yeah, in 2020, people that jumped into it because of everything you stated, it's easy to just chase the money. And then when that dries up and you weren't focused on the relationships, what are you left with? And that's why people bounce, right? Exactly. They're, they're not in it for that. Um, they got in it for the wrong reasons. Exactly. And so for you, how does that change how you add value to others where, I guess before it was that realtors were you know, a resource within the community. Oh, like you mentioned, uh, my uh, dishwasher broke or whatever, and who do I call for this? But now it's becoming about that real human connection and seeing yourself as more than just this realtor or this community person. But for you, how has... How have those interactions changed the more maybe vulnerable you get? Yeah. This week, I was thinking about like my interactions with the people around me, whether it's a friend, a family member, a client, or someone who doesn't know me. And I decided that everything I do going forward in every single relationship I have is going to be intentional. So if someone asks me how I'm doing, my response isn't going to be, oh, I'm good. How are you? It's going to be, 
I'm great. Let me tell you why. And I genuinely want to know how you are too. Yeah. That's and have you have you started to to do that yet? Yes. How has that been going? Amazing. Like what's the I guess what's the reception you get or the you know the response? It feels so much more authentic. And I think that's how you create relationships. It's authenticity. My friends that I'm friends with, a lot of them have been my friends my entire life. Mm-hmm. And that's because we've grown together and they know the real me. And the relationships that I'm building today and will build tomorrow are going to be that same authenticity. I don't want to work with people and I don't want to be friends with people that don't feel that from me. And how do you then navigate that when it's the opposite, right? Like when you're not feeling it, have you, and you, and you see that very often where when you first start out, you're hungry, you know, you'll kind of take anything mm-hmm. um, and you sacrifice your own happiness sometimes because I mean, you gotta pay your bills, right? Yep. So as you evolve through that, how do those conversations uh, conversation change for you where you might not want to take on a specific client because you realize that it's not worth the headache for you? Exactly. I've That's exactly it. I, I'm lucky that most of my business comes from referrals. And so if it's a friend of a friend or a family member, like I know how they're going to be to work with and they already know about me. And so we don't have to build a relationship based on nothing and mm-hmm. not knowing each other. Someone has already warmed us up. Um, but I totally, exactly what you said, I do not want to take business that's not going to be not not easy for me, but I don't want to. That's a good fit, I don't want right? a headache. Yeah, because it's not worth it. It's not just about the money. It's my own sanity. And I've had to create boundaries. And I think everyone should create boundaries. And the only way to do that is to do what works for you. For sure. No, and that's great advice. Um, and, and as far as attracting you know, those people, you hear about personal branding all the time, self-branding. Um, as far as for you and, and how you want to be seen and how you're cultivating that, Talk to me a little bit about just how you see your personal brand and how you're marketing yourself in that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think for a second. Yeah. You're like, personal branding? Wait, I haven't yet. No, <laughs> no, it seems like, I mean, even when you showed up, you're like black, right? You're like, this is what I wear. Yeah. I mean, that's part of your personal brand too, right? But just Dark. in terms of, you know, no, like classy, right? I mean, classy. Like, always classy. Um, yeah. yeah. Just talking about that intentionality, like how do you want to be perceived in terms of as a realtor and that personal brand? I want people to see me as professional. And I think it's really hard sometimes for friends and family even to see me like that because they grew up with me. And, you know, when we were 17 years old, we were sneaking out and drinking and doing things that we should not have been doing. Also, when I was 20, 21, 22, but I've grown so much and I want people to see that. And I want my friends and my family and my friends of friends to just see someone who is professional. And I think like I value relationships so much and I want people to feel like I'm looking out for them. For sure. Like I, I'm not just trying to sell them something. Well, I will tell a client if I don't think, if I think a house is terrible, I will tell them. I mean, that's what they're, that's what you're there for, right? That's what, <laughs> yeah. that's what you hope and trust out of things. Because home is where you spend the most time. 100%. Like you should love where you live. 100%. I think it's really interesting that you bring up kind of, it's not what I expected to be honest with you, in terms of being seen as professional because so often I see it's the opposite, right? That people come across 
too professional, too stiff, um, and they can't get personal and, mm-hmm. and be seen as more personal and approachable, right? Yeah. Whereas you kind of have the opposite problem. You're like, yeah. see me as a realtor, right? Which I think is kind of a cool thing. Yeah. So how have then you... I guess, work towards that or been intentional about that? Or do you get totally, like, what is the vibe then when people don't know you, right? I'm, I'm sure you come across as very professional. I, I hope so. Right? <laughs> but then, yeah, how do you mix the two where on one end with people that you don't know, you want to come across as not only professional, but also personable. Mm-hmm. But then over here, you're saying it's too personal, right? It, it, there's too much of that history where people see you as these things and now you're having to, to work that. So yeah, so how, what does that look like for you? So there's definitely a balance. I think that with every conversation that I have with people, I, I think even just with you and I talking, maybe I don't sound the most professional. <laughs> I mean, I think you do. Do I? Yeah, no. Well, I think, that's what's, I, I think there's such a... And I don't want to say judgment because we all do it, right? But yeah. that, um, yeah, it's a little harsh, right? Like, like somehow there's like a, a, a definitive answer to it. Yeah. And I think just your competent, your professionals, you get paid to do it. Right. So it's whether or not you're competent, and then just the in between is the type of communicator you are. Right. But I think you come across as very professional. I think like a prof, you know, I, I. When I used to think of like professional, I would think like if I'm just sitting here, you know, with my hands on my lap and not moving and I'm not slouching. And I think that there's like a balance there. I talk with my hands um, and I I just think it's like my tone, maybe mm. like I maybe this is fun and lighthearted. Yeah, and that's that too. That's how I feel. And that's just how I am. Um, but I just want I think there's definitely a balance of first impressions from someone who doesn't know you first impressions are obviously everything and what it's not what you say it's how you say it for sure and so if someone's just listening to this podcast today and they're hearing a monotone person like that's not who I am it's not who I want to be um and I think just like authentically talking to people is how I come across to people that don't know me as professional, but also, like, I I can tell you the truth. I'm not going to just, I don't have a call script for every single call we're ever going to have. I I have guidelines, but I'm just going to flow with the conversation. Absolutely. Um, And on that, I want to ask you just in terms of advice for, well, even like, I guess maybe not advice, but even just yourself navigating through having seen what 2020 was with just this boom, right? And now it's slowed down. How do you use this time and reevaluate the future going forward as, you know, you're going to have to rethink the way that you connect with yes. you know, prospects, <laughs> clients, but even past clients, right? Yep. Like it's not taken for granted that you're just going to get this repeat business. Right. So, so how has this shift in the market um, given you time to, to prioritize that? It really goes back to being intentional. In every form of communication, I've decided any client I'm currently with, I've worked with previously family members, friends that I'm reaching out to. I'm not just going to I'm just respond. I'm mm-hmm. going to have an intentional respond and maybe it'll take me a little bit longer to respond to my family, friends, clients, past clients, but there's going to I'm going to bring you value. Sure. Because anyone can ask, "Oh, hey, how's the market?" and I could say, "Oh, it's great." Or I could say, which market? Let's dive in. And I'll give them a whole response 
I'll talk about mortgage rates. I'll talk about home prices. You ask, I will tell you. <laughs> and it's being ready, right? It's being prepared for those things, too. Exactly. And, and, and yeah, you're right. Adding value, that's always a, a great thing. Now, as far as the future, what's uh, what can we expect in 2023 beyond? And yeah, what's uh, on the horizon for you? Big goals um, that I'm going to achieve. I'm really intentional with my goals. I want to sell more real estate than I did this year, than I did last year. I want to grow. Um, I want to be better and more intentional with my year. And let's not forget, though, recently engaged. So congratulations. Recently engaged. Thank you. And getting married on December 31st of next year, right? Yes. I want to know about that because I think that's such a cool story (laughs) that people should know about. Yeah. So I knew I was going to get married on New Year's Eve my entire life. And I, I told my fiance that pretty much when we first started dating. I said, just so you know, if this works out, we're getting married on New Year's Eve. I thought it was going to be like six years ago that we were getting married. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but it's happening now. It's happening. Uh, and when it's funny, when he proposed in May, I was like, OK, this New Year's Eve is too soon. Next New Year's Eve is 18 months away. Do I do it? Do I just get married over the summer? And my mom said, Haley, that's not authentic. You've always, first of all, you've told everyone you're getting married on New Year's Eve. But like, that's what you want. Do what you want. And so that's another thing. I'm doing what makes me happy. And I picked this date because it was my grandparents' anniversary. And I looked up to my grandparents so much. We always spent like between Christmas and New Year's with them and always celebrated their anniversary. And I just look up to their relationship and all of their obstacles and you know, I, I remember one of the last times I was with both of them, like I was in the kitchen and they just were in the both in the refrigerator and then they snuck a kiss and didn't think mm. I saw. And I just felt like that's the kind of relationship I want when I'm in my 80s. Oh, that's amazing. That's a cool story. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your story and just imparting this wisdom that, uh, you know, that you've experience now and and hopefully we get to talk a little more uh, in the next year yeah thank you so much for having me 